0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit Stripe.com/slash tap iPhone.
1: Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on Talksport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, just as Fight Night, Fight of My Life. And even the Mike Tyson story, the boy from Brownsville.
2: This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2.
1: Good evening. If you love your boxing and you love your MMA, then this is obviously the show for you. Fight Night Extra, where we bring you all the latest from the world of combat sports. Joining me, as always, is the great Gareth Davis for another busy, busy show. Coming up on the show, uh, Tyson Fury is set to take on Dillian White on his next step. To unifying the heavyweight division. We're gonna look ahead to the big fight in Wells this weekend. Chris Ubait Jr. takes on Liam Williams and Natasha Jonas is gonna join us as well to talk about her upcoming world title fight. She's jumping up a lot of weight classes. We're gonna ask her about that. Look, don't go anywhere. This is Final Extra on Talksport 2.
3: Tyson, he can't afford to slip up, he wants to unify the titles and as far as Dillian White, this is the best chance he's ever going to get of getting himself a, a shot at unifying the title. Dillian White's a completely different style of fighter to Deontay Wilder, I mean there's no, there's no two ways about that, Fury's shown us over the course of his career, and particularly the way he adapted between the first and second Wilder fights, that there isn't really anything that he can't do. Declaring a winner. Chris Eubank
4: Jr.
3: At 32 years of age, you've lost every time you've stepped up to a level that's been beyond you, to George Groves and to Billy Joe Saunders. What we've heard is how he's got an apartment in Las Vegas and how much money he's made out of the game, which to my mind is rewarding mediocrity. I don't think he'll win a world title.
5: I honestly really dislike him. There's not many people in this world I hate yet. And and hate is a strong word to use, but I hate him. I really, really dislike the guy. I understand
3: the of Natasha Jonas, we've had skills, we've had toe-to-toe action, we've had really close rounds and both have had big success in there.
1: Ooh, loads to discuss this evening, always joining us is the great Gareth Davis. Gareth, only one place to start, only one place to start, the biggest purse bid in boxing history. There's been some big ones, there's been some big ones. But I don't think anyone, or you might have, actually. You can answer this. But I don't think anyone expected a $41 million purse bid from Frank Warren. That's won it. I think Eddie came in with $32 million, Nothing from Triller. Some people expected maybe Triller to throw their hat into the ring. They decided not to. Rightly so as well. Um, what did you make of the winning bid? Did it surprise you, Gareth? Nothing surprises you normally.
2: Huge, Eddie Adelipo. Huge <laughs> it was. And you know what? It's the biggest purse bid, of course, since Evander Holyfield and Buster Douglas back in 1990 after Buster Douglas, of course, beat Mike Tyson in the Tokyo Dome Mm. on that dramatic, dramatic night when we saw Mike Tyson scrambling around on his hands and knees trying to find his gum shield while he was being counted out. Um, Images that we will remember forever. Look, this is a day we'll remember forever um, after, honestly, more back and forth than you have to say, the joshua and fury um chats about them fighting last year yeah, so yeah. um you know when all said and done uh, no it didn't surprise me it was so big um warren frank warren and bob arum held all the aces in a way because whatever eddie hearn and he was the only other bid 42 million of course from um, Frank Warren and Bob Aaron but through Queensbury it was won by Queensbury Promotions mm. Um to Eddie Hearns 32 million from Matchroom still a massive bid the yeah. second biggest bid ever uh, in in purse bid history so um, and someone made a very good point um, which is perhaps these things should be televised Eddie oh, that'd because be amazing. I know it would be, be pretty good wouldn't it you know yeah. it would be pretty good if it was televised it would rather be like the you know, the draft pick or um, you know, kind of cap transfer window countdown, wouldn't it? They could make it a bit more entertaining. I'm sure they will eventually, but um, you know, because it was an 80-20 split, you, you imagine what what Hearn's putting up in that 32 million is, is 26 odd million for Tyson Fury. Um and he's got they've got to pay him that. So mm. but in, in, in pounds in sterling, Dillian White gets six million now uh Tyson Fury gets 25 million and the winner of course gets 10 percent of the purse bid as well um on top which is a cool four million dollars for the winner so um that's an, an extra little clause that the the WBC have ruled out in these in these big purse bids so was I surprised no but I think what didn't surprise me in the end was that I know we'll go on to talk about it was Um, everybody blaming everyone else. She said, he said, it was was silly, wasn't it? it? Well, it was he said, she said, they said, we said, (laughs) who said, when said, what said. It it was that bad in the end. And like, I know we're going to pick the bones over it during the hour, but um, kind of just, if I'm honest, Eddie, I'm just relieved. It's a really, really good fight, Tyson Fury and Delian White. It's a really big fight. I'll give all my predictions on where I think it'll take place and when and why mm. um, during the course of the show. But I think we just have to be relieved that two part, two big parts of the final jigsaw of the season, if you like. Um, are now about to be put in place we've got one which is white and fury what we need now is the date and the venue and the time to see them together and then we know the contracts are signed because i probably haven't signed the contracts yet um and then the other joshua and the USIC, um anti-joshua and alexander ucic fight falls into place as well And hopefully they'll be near each other in time in terms of time so that we then get them all war- working towards this undisputed title that we all want to see by the end of the year
1: yeah uh, fingers crossed as well both fights happen in the UK which would be massive for British boxing it really will be the injection I think it needs although it has been a, a last good really couple of years um, are you surprised that Dylan White's not saying anything by the way I mean, are you the only one? I, I haven't noticed anything from Dillian White. And I, I follow him on his social medias. I obviously, you know, stalk him when all this kind of news was breaking. Like, okay, what's Dillian going to say?
2: Nothing. Zero. Zilch from Dillian White. Can I just clarify... You actually stalk Dillian White. You're that mad. Mm-hmm. That you, you, do, do you know what Dillian White would do to a stalker? Yeah. You, you realise what you've just said. I, know. Um, I know. You're now a marksman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I think I, I, it, is, it has been, it's very, very quiet period for him. He's, he's come out with one thing last week, which was, I'm just ready to go to war. Um, in the week that Tyson Fury set about everyone on his social media mm. and um, you know this time last week when you and I were speaking you know I'd written a story kind of which kind of been stretched a little bit um, from what I you know I, my, my my sources were that Joshua actually Joshua was poised to sign and look at this deal you know we heard later you weren't, on you weren't far wrong you weren't far wrong well, I wasn't far wrong with with what was going on. Mm. Obviously, I wouldn't have printed otherwise, but uh, you know, or even said it about it. You know, make things up. Yeah. We're, 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 in, we're we 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 are pro- professionally inside this business, of course. And anyone that tries to denigrate what we do is foolish because we're talking to different sources all the time, and mm. we're we're inside the sport. And um, but it, 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 I think Dillian's um reluctance to put much out is probably based around. Um, certain things that he's got to do with the WBC at the moment to yeah. iron out the wrinkles that he's got going on with the WBC and I think until he's done that, Eddie, he may not sign for the deal because, you know, I think those things need ironing out because Frank Warren, we heard him earlier, he spoke to me on Saturday night, um, me and Adam Cashel on fight night Saturday night, him saying that, um, you know, he thought they'd announce the fight or and venue Um, this week between Fury and White and yet there's nothing yet and we're already on Tuesday evening so um, I expect it'll take a little bit to get that contract over the line as well but I reckon the press comments will be next week rather than this week because it's a big one and I reckon they'll do press tour, London, Manchester um, Liverpool um, they might even go to the states. It'd be brilliant. I think it deserves a press tour, don't you? Oh, what? Sign me up for that now. I think it'll be yeah.
1: a it'll be amazing the press tour exactly. between those two. I really think it'll be exactly. that good. Uh, big fight coming up this weekend: uh, Liam Williams versus Chris Eubank Jr. In, in Cardiff. I'm sure you'll be there for that one, no, Gareth? Or
2: I am indeed. I'm on the sports yep. sport, sport uh, the sports sport, sport. <laughs> the sports sport talk sport. I'm on the talk sport live broadcast with. Adam Catterall, Andy Clark and Spencer Oliver. We're live from the Most Point Arena and uh, you know it's a terrific fight Chris Eubank against uh, Liam Williams. Um, I spoke to both of them at length last week. I'll see them this week Thursday and Saturday as well and uh, like we heard there from Liam and you know Simon Jordan, who's now the expert in people that can't make it to elite level critique. Yeah. Um, you know that I, I don't agree about Chris. You know, I, I, yeah, I think,
1: at all. Can't. I, I heard that at the start of our package, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I couldn't stand that. Don't like that.
2: He's, he's not on the money there. I no. mean, I, he had when when he when Simon Jordan said that about. Um, and I like Simon very much, and I know he loves his boxing, he and does. I love his company, um, and he's very knowledgeable on boxing. But I think when he, there are times when he pontificates. Um, and I know he's made it up with Derek Chisora since, but uh, um, Chris Eubank Jr. only had 26 amateur fights um, and won the Golden Gloves in America and was very much a neo-fight when he fought Billy Joe Saunders. And he's a middleweight, not a super middleweight, fighting George Groves. And he wrecked George Groves in that fight physically, mm. even though George went on to win it. Um and I just think, you know, I, I think he will be a world champion, Chris Eubank Jr. And I think he is box office. And I think he has shown that he's got the great DNA. Like he's boxed, he, he got, you know, I don't know if you know this story, but he got beaten up by a, an, Cuba. a Cube, yeah. Cuban heavyweight. Yeah. Um, after mistakenly not understanding the Spanish when he was in the Cuban training camp, a Cuban Olympic team training camp, where he was thrown in with the middleweight and they had said in Spanish, technical spar. And he went in there, he was a young thing. His dad was watching, his brother was there with him. And he's beating the crap out of this poor guy for three rounds. Gets out of the ring really happy with himself. All the Cubans standing there with their arms folded. Two days later, when he goes back to spar, they go, right, you're sparring this guy. 230 pounds of Cuban meat that, that, that dices him for three rounds. Knocks him out of the ring onto the concrete, onto his knee. You can barely feel his leg. He goes in there, takes a beating. And as he told me, you know, the thing is... Once that guy beat me up, beat me up, and beat me around, didn't knock me out. I thought, if I can handle 230-pound heavyweights, I'm fine with middleweights. He's got an arrogance about him. He's not a, the strutting peacock his father was. He's a he's a more contained character. But I love Chris Eubank Jr. But I love Liam Williams as well. He's dogged. He's rough. He's from the Valleys. And, and, he, and, he, and he lives out all of that. But they these two guys don't like each other. No. Eubank says he's bad for the sport. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be terrific this week.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I think it's going to be a fantastic fight. And I think it's a really, really good card as well. I mean, yeah. no, no one's really talking about Otto Volin versus Camille Sokolowski on there as well. We yeah. think it's going to be a cracking little fight. you got the likes of uh, Chris Jenkins versus Julius Ndongo is on this yeah. card. So I think Sky put a really good card together. Uh, Clarissa Shields. Uh, co-main event against Emma Cozen obviously we're hoping it leads on to the Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall fight but how good is it to have Clarissa Shields fighting on this card come on
2: it's absolutely brilliant Uh, and it it will be remembered as the night that Caroline Dubois makes her debut yeah of course sorry so um, you know, no need to apologize, Eddie You know, like you just said, you you just reeled off mm. an amazing group of fighters. Julius Indongo at 140 pounds looked like the most awkward guy out there <laughs> yeah. for a long time until the elite fighters started to deal with him, you know. Mm. Um, so you know, it's it's you know, it's 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 a brilliant card, it's gonna be great fun, and also it's our first biggest card, big card of the year, in a sense, because you know, with January frozen out, yes, it's been a lot of fun. There have been shenanigans, but White and Fury signed, big rivalry, Welsh kind of Hove, Wales and Hove. Hove is going to Wales. It's the name Eubank. And uh, it kickstarts, I slightly say, an American great, I think she's going to be, Clarissa Shields making her U.S. debut. This, the sister of um, Daniel Dubois, Caroline Dubois, who's a brilliant young boxer. For anybody who's listening, please watch her. She's got movements that look like Mayweather at times. Like she, she, Mayweather. Honestly,
1: that's no exaggeration. She really does. Fantastic, fantastic boxer. And I, I can't wait to see her um, make a professional debut. Uh, Tasha Jonas is going to join us a little bit later. She's jumping up a few weight classes. as she takes on Eva Kawska uh, on the undercover Amir Khan, versus Kell Brook. It's a world title fight. Um, and I can understand why she wants to go. It's a world title fight. She's been so unlucky in the two title fights she's had against Katie Taylor and against Terry Harper. But this is a big step up in weight class, really big step up.
2: It is, it, it is, but you know, she is a very powerful, very strong fighter with incredible self-belief. And I think she's got it in her. So do I. You know, yeah. I think she's got it in her. She's very, very mature and she's capable. It's as simple as that.
1: Yeah, agreed. It really is. All oh, right, look, great start to the show. This is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to hear from both Liam Williams and Chris Bain Jr. And Tasha Jonas will join us to talk about her upcoming fight as well against Eva Pitkowska. Next up, though, we're going to unpack that purse bid, which saw Tyson Fury versus Dylan White confirmed, finally, for the WBC heavyweight strap.
3: Hey, I got a first-class ticket And now as fly as a guy can be Tyson He's a winner in Las Vegas. He's a megastar in the world. The heavyweight champion of the world is always the biggest star on the planet.
5: I'm the best fighter in my era. I'm the generation fighter. I actually feel sorry for all these guys who's had to fight me. I
3: think Dylan White should be the next fight for Tyson Fury. And Dylan White is now in control of this fight. Jab from White. And another one. It was an absolute peach of a shot. He hasn't had what the others have had yet. He hasn't had a chance
2: to fight for a world title or win a world title. Dillian could beat any of these guys. Any of them. And the thing is with Dillian White, he could be knocked out six times. He will still win a world title one day. I think he's a very dangerous opponent, a very live opponent for Tyson Fury.
1: Couldn't agree more with the voice of Gareth a. Davis there. He is a very, very live opponent. This is Final Extra on Tools Book 2. Adi Depot, the great Gareth a. Davis. Dillian White, or should I say it correctly, Tyson Fury versus Dillian White is now on. Let's hear from... Tyson Fury's brother, Frank Warren, who says that White versus Fury is bigger than Frank Bruno versus Lennox Lewis all those years ago. Is big
2: it bigger Lewis, than Bruno but, Lewis, Frank, uh, in Cardiff?
3: Yeah, I think it is. I think it's, it is. You know, Bruno Lewis was a big fight, but they didn't have a big gate. They didn't do well on mm, the gate. Mm. And this, this, I think, is going to be a burst. That everybody's, every, I mean, we've been inundated with inquiries regarding tickets and when they're going on sale, so I'm quite confident it's going to do well And and it deserves to, you know, it, it, you know, for Tyson, he can't afford to slip up. He wants to unify the titles. And as far as Dillian White, they said the best chance he's ever going to get of getting himself a, a shot at, 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 at unifying the title. You know, he's got to get, He's he's been uh, complaining and moaning for what, three years? That he's never had a chance. For. Well, we've delivered to, delivered it to him now. And he's got, and he's going to get a, a, a massive payday. Um, to participate in this fight. So we're going to see what he's got as well when it comes down to it.
1: Uh, Tyson Fury promoter there, Frank Warren, speaking to Gareth A. Davis um, on the weekend. Uh, Gareth, look, we are hearing a couple of potential venues. One of the ones that seems to always come up is now the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. I think it holds around 70,000. Is it likely to be that venue for this fight yeah, it is.
2: I mean, they're, they're looking, they've definitely penciled it in for the date. Uh, April the 23rd is the date we're looking at. Um, yeah. But I think they'll look at Wembley Stadium as well, because if, if Wembley's available, um, it's a fight that works at Wembley as well, Eddie. You know, um, it's one of those big nights. As I say, I really do think they'll try and go on a press tour. Mm. Um, Dillian White has, has been formidable in the last five, six years. Let's be honest, you know, an 11-fight winning streak all the way back from... Uh, to Ivica Bakurin, um, all the way to the loss against Alexander Povetkin, 11 wins, Marius Vak, Oscar Rivas, Derek Chisora, um, Derek Chisora twice, Joseph Parker, Lucas Brown, Robert Hellenius, Uh, He's looked good. He's looked strong. He's looked powerful. His jabs got better. Um, He's in better shape than he ever was. Um, He takes it so seriously. He he talks about being a professional athlete now. He's got himself out to Portugal. He stays in the warm weather. He trains hard. I've been out to see him for his for an off-the-cuff interview. It was amazing when I spoke to him about his life, Mm. about his resilience, about growing up in Kingston, Jamaica. And um, how he had such a tough life and that boxing isn't tough for him. He's a survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, I do think if he stays in the game, he's going to go on and be a world champion. He may do it against Tyson Fury. He's a very, very what we call live opponent against Tyson Fury. He's been out you know, again, for a long time when they meet, yeah. um, seven months. Well by, well, by the time it comes around in April, it'll be, you know, seven months. So, um, yeah, and he's been gathering himself all this time. This is his big, big opportunity. It's a massive payday for him. He's got centre stage um, you know, and, and Fury's a tricky opponent for anybody because of his style, but it's a really, really exciting fight. Dillian White has the power to knock anyone out in the division, including Tyson Fury. Indeed. It would have been a long
1: time as well that Dillian White's been in the ring, isn't it? I mean, obviously, he was supposed to have that fight with Otto Vollin. Um, injury prevented that. So he's not last... 13 months. Be yeah, 13 it's quite months, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's a decent length of time. But, you know, over that time, um, i think he's had uh, surgery he's had he's had repair on his body he's mm-hmm. had a chance to rest you know he you know look, all these guys are in their early 30s now so you know delian's 33 now um, in wow. fact he'll be he'll be in fact he'll be 34 uh, in april so you know these guys are moving on they're they i think they're in their prime actually mm-hmm. um, and so you know we are getting a prime delian white against a prime tyson fury um, I do think it's bigger than Bruno Lewis. It might not be bigger than Bruno Lewis in terms of Bruno being a national treasurer at the time mm. and Lennox Lewis um, coming out of the Games as an Olympic gold medalist. Obviously, I think that was for Canada. At the time, it was, yeah. So, um, but he was, but he's still we still consider him one of our own. He's one of Jamaica's own, he's one of Canada's own and he's our own. And if he wants a tricolor, that's fine by me. Um, <laughs> I, I love Len. I, I, I love Len. He's always on the money. Um, and you know, for me, he, what his achievements become greater and greater when I look back on them, um, you know, the two great fights with Holyfield, um, you know, finishing the era, beating Mike Tyson, mm. the, the victory over Klitschko. No, he, he's one of the greats. He's, he's one of our great, great boxers. No, agreed. Um, agreed. But I, it's a big event. I do think they, I do think they'll go for Wembley as well. And I, you know, my understanding is they'll try for both Wembley or Cardiff. The thing is with Cardiff, it just takes it out of that kind of... Um, that market, that, that
1: London yeah, market. Exactly, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. It takes it out of the London market. Everybody's having to travel up and it's a slightly different event. And um, the numbers are probably less. And I think, I really do think if they, if they organise a press tour and push it hard and get it out in the mainstream, Tyson Fury is a big mainstream star now in Britain. Um, And I think it's a terrific fight. It's a great, great fight. And Tyson Fury's got to be on his game if he's going to beat Dillian White.
1: Yeah, a couple of really good points you made there. You mentioned the Dillian White win, and I think the Hellenius win now is really looking good, especially considering what Hellenius has done recently, especially that win against Kalnaki. Hellenius, for me, is a top 15 heavyweight now, looking really big and strong. But the big thing is, for this fight, and that's why I'm so happy it's happened in the UK, I almost feel like Tyson Fury hasn't got his flowers yet from UK fight fans because he's been fighting abroad. And I think it would be so nice for that, that big homecoming fight and it's good to, to have a person like Dillian White opposite the corner as well because I think both of them will sell the fight so well. And whether yeah. it is 70,000 in Cardiff or 90 to nearly 100,000 at Wembley, I think it deserves a big, big audience. And Tyson Fury deserves a big audience because of what he's done abroad. Vladimir Klitschko, Deontay Wilder, he deserves a big homecoming fight here and I think he's going to get it and I think it's going to be really, really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, look, it's four years since Tyson Fury's fought in the UK. So, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous homecoming fight for him. Both men, as you rightly mentioned, they both breathe fire on social media. Dillian's very spiteful on social media and very mm. strong on their Fury puts out these videos that, that go, you know, they go viral, don't they? Every time he does Every something. Every single time. He's very controversial. <laughs> he thinks it through. I think, you know, that, it, that he's very smart in the way he does it. I, th- I think what was fascinating for me just to go over it was how when when the when the 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 the, the, the quartet of talks broke down at the end of last week and that you know you, you had frank warren saying you no know, um nc joshua had asked for another five million taking his request up to 20 million step aside dillian very quiet as you say they people had talked about him getting five million uh step aside that um then usix um, promoter Alexander Krasiuk had mentioned earlier in the week um, when everyone flushed out their views early on in the week. Mm. When Anthony Joshua said, "Listen, I haven't seen the contract yet. I haven't signed it. Don't believe it till I say it. Then I've signed it." To step aside, that is. Mm. Um, Krasiuk, uh, Usyk promoter, saying we've been in talks with Fury since November last year to try and do the step aside and get the undisputed title. Um, Krasiuk's uh, and Usyk and, and Egis Klimas. A U6 manager then blaming Fury for, for wanting a, an interim fight and um, Eddie Hearn doing interviews when he was on his press tours for Conlon and Wood um, and, and talking about Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor while he was out doing that stuff saying no, uh, Fury's been toying with us. Everybody airing their lives. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury and his crew laughing at Eddie Hearn and Joshua saying, oh, you're a bad businessman. You, you, know, you didn't look at how you should have done this. And there was reason to, to believe that it was a good move for Anthony Joshua to step aside. When you look at it in reality, Eddie, one step-aside deal can take months. There were three step-aside deals yeah, they were trying yeah. to organise here. Yusik to step aside from fighting Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua stepping aside from fighting Usyk, And Dillian White stepping aside from, from what he really wanted was... To, to fight Tyson Fury. So in the end, it was much ado, much, much ado about nothing in the end. But as I said on the top of the show, at least we've got one of these fights. Let's hope they get the deal over the line and we get that first press conference to launch the whole thing for April.
1: Gareth, just before we go, how much chance do you, do you give Dillian White in this one?
2: I'm giving him a chance. There's mm. no question about it. Yeah, You know, anything can happen in a fight. Agreed. Um, you know, and, and if Tyson Fury isn't fully fit, um, Delian White is a very kind of strong fighter um, I think stylistically it suits Tyson Fury um, I think he's uh, I think if he goes into a dogfight in this one as he did with um, Deontay Wilder in October I think White's a better boxer than Deontay Wilder um, you don't want to be caught by that massive left hook Oof. that's you know accounted for several opponents Um, You know, look at Dillian's record, 28 wins, 19 KOs in those 28 wins. Um, Yeah, you've you've got to give him a chance. It all comes down to who controls the space between them on the night. I make Fury a favourite. He should get the job done. But you talk to anyone um, in Fury's camp or Frank Warren or Bob as promoters, they're saying that Tyson is keyed up and ready for this one. And he's going to get really deep down and dirty in camp because he needs to be. Because, as I said, he's got to be on his A game to beat a guy who's coming for vengeance in some ways towards the WBC because he's waited for three years for this shot. But also, this is his moment where if he beats Tyson Fury, he becomes the number one heavyweight in the world, in my view, or very close to it. And he gets a chance to fight for the undisputed. There is so much on the line in this fight. I love it. Exactly. What a crazy
1: sport. What a crazy sport indeed. All right, this is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to be joined by Natasha Jonas. Big world title fight coming up for her very, very soon. But up next, we're going to preview Chris Rebate Jr.'s fight with Liam Williams, which is live, don't forget, this weekend on TalkSport.
0: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
6: I'm gonna feel him out for a round or so, and then uh, I'll decide in which way you know I want to take him out. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a domination, complete and utter domination. I believe on my part.
3: And look at that! One punch needed, and Liam Williams has indeed knocked him out, and the fight is all over.
5: I honestly really dislike him. There's not many people in this world I hate. Yeah, and, and hate is a strong word to use, but I hate them. I, I really, really dislike the guy. Can't stand the sight of him.
6: I don't see how the fight can last 12 rounds. You know, he doesn't have an amazing chin either. You know, he's been put down before.
5: I look at him and he makes my skin crawl. I just want to kill him.
1: Very, very strong words there from Liam Williams. But this is why we love domestic fights. This is why they they do this to people. They really do. All right, this is Final Extra on Talksport 2. Myself, Andy Aladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. Obviously, big fight this weekend uh, from Cardiff. Remember, you can listen to it live on Talksport. Chris Eubank Jr. versus Liam Williams with a great undercard uh, as well. Let's hear from Chris Eubank Jr. This is him responding to Simon Jordan, who said, obviously, that every time Chris steps up, he loses at world level. This is what Chris had to say.
6: I'm always looking for that next world title shot and the path, especially now that I have Sky Sports Billy behind me, is set. I've stepped up, i fought a lot of good guys and, you know, people always like to say, oh yeah, you know, every time you step up you lose. The Saunders fight was a split decision very early on in my career and uh, it could have gone either way. You know, I fought very experienced and, and 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 good fighters, whether they're in their prime or not. You know, you still have to go in there and do it. Um, so it's easy for you know people that people to say that, but at the end of the day, I've had an awesome career. You know, I've I've, I've stamped my name on the sport. I've I've made a lot of money. Uh, I've I've done a lot of things in in my 32 fights that most fighters haven't done.
1: Interesting. He's done a lot of things in his 32 fights, and look, he has. I think, Christy Benton Jr., and you mentioned it, Gareth, that, you know, that we're talking about someone that's not had an extensive amateur background. I just, and this is where I'm kind of split here, in my opinion, but I just expected a bit more, if I'm honest with you. I, I, I did. And I still hope there's a lot more to come from Christy Benton Jr., because for the last three or four years... There has been the talks of the Golovkins and the Canellos and the Demetrius Andrades and the Jamal Charlos, And I thought that's why he was going to America. We haven't seen it. So hopefully, if he can get past Liam Williams, it's a, it's a big if. It's a good fight. Finally, we do get to see a run of really big names on this Chris ledger. Win or lose, some big names on it.
2: Well, I think, to be fair, Tim, and I talked to Chris about this, and 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 it's there in the... The hour that I did with he and uh, Liam Williams in a special show on Sunday night that played mm. out was that when he fought Matt Korobov in uh, in New York, yeah, um, and Korobov obviously um, you know I th- kind of got a shoulder injury in that fight. that was a two uh, round victory for Chris Eubank. Um, he had been out in the states. He'd been talking to. Um, Showtime, I think it was at the time. And there was the opportunity, I think, Eddie, um, he was meant to, after that victory, if I'm right in thinking this, fight Jamal Charlo afterwards. Correct, yeah. Um, but obviously that fight then fell through. And we talked through it. And then then it was pretty much COVID after that. So he went into lockdown with Roy Jones Jr. He'd been training or he'd been out in Las Vegas visiting someone. Met Roy Jones Jr. and had decided to embark on a time with Roy Jones Jr. and ended up spending the best part of a year and a half with him, all the way from kind of March 2020 through to last year, when he then came over and fought on the undercards um, of the first Joseph Parker Derek Chazora fight uh, with Tasha Jonas, I think, and um, Katie Taylor on that card as well. Because mm. I remember all the art, because Connor, Be- because, because, um, I'm forgetting his name now, Ricky Hatton's son. Um, Campbell. Campbell Hatton fought on that card. Ricky was there. Um, Chris Bank Sr. was there with, with, with Junior. And also, um, you know, the, the it, was, it was a night of fathers and sons everywhere. And um, he didn't look great against Marcus Morrison, I'll be honest, because I think he was trying to learn the things that Roy Jones Jr. had been teaching him. And he looked stuck in the middle of two styles, rather than that kind of very aggressive tenacious fighter and i think we're going to see that against williams so i think covid slowed his progress down a little bit um it wouldn't surprise me um if he gets victory uh, over Liam williams to see him face a demetrius andrade or a, a gennady Golovkin or ryoto murat or even jamal charlo jamal charlo of course one of the Jamel and Jamal, who, who would call their sons one letter different, just because they're even hard to say differently, but <laughs> they're, they're, all those fights are great for him at middleweight. I think he's, if he looks good against Williams, and remember, you know, like you say, Eubanks lost twice to Billy Joe Saunders, who's a very tricky opponent. That was in his 19th fight at middleweight for the British Commonwealth and European middleweight titles from memory. Um, and he's lost... Uh, uh, once, of course, to George Groves uh, in a terrific fight at super middleweight in the world boxing uh, a super series, a tr- tremendous fight where I think he made sure that George wasn't right for the next fight against uh, against Callum Smith in the final, mm. as we saw in, out in in the Middle East, of course. But I think I just think he's learned so much with Roy Jones Jr. Um, and yet he's up against a guy in Liam Williams. If he lets him in, he's going to have problems. But we've seen Liam struggle with world class contenders a little bit. His three losses, those two fights with Liam Smith, two rough, rugged fights, and of course, put down early against Demetrius Andrade uh, a year, well, an eight, last year in April uh, for the WBO middleweight title. And we know how difficult Demetrius Andrade is to. Is to beat and, and and kind of goes into a shell later in the fight. And Williams came into his own that night. He did and showed how strong and resilient he is, even though he lost by uh, unanimous decision. Um, and he actually showed a lot of boxing skills in that fight as well. So this fight could go a lot of ways, but I'm expecting it them to feel each other out early. It to be very explosive from two or three rounds. Uh, onwards And obviously there's going to be three and a half thousand, mainly Welsh fans, Williams fans in there. And that most point arena is a low ceiling. It's an ice rink. And it's just going to be absolutely, I think it's an ice rink, but it's it's not a high ceiling in there. And it's got a really noisy atmosphere and the, the Welsh boys will be on the beer and it'll it's going to be mad in there. It's yeah. going to be, ab- the ring walk for Eubanks is going to be scary. And he's quite a chilling character. Chris Eubank, low resting heart rate. Do you not do you there's something about him I really admire? Yeah, I I've said this as
1: well. Like he'll have no fear whatsoever going into the Lions' den there. Like, nothing whatsoever. But let's hear from Liam Williams. Um he spoke with himself as well on the weekend and says that he feels he's more than ready now to step in the ring with Chris Eubank Jr. You
5: know, I've been in against a three time world champion, been down early. I went into the fight carrying the injury, so I won. 100 percent there's a lot of things which didn't go in my favor which which are back right this time back perfect and you know so if i can get through them type of fights and put up a good performance you know with the kind of preparation that i did that i did then with with everything going perfect this time it's 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 gonna work really well isn't
1: it and some might say as well there gareth that the x factor in this one could be adam booth obviously liam williams with Adam Booth, yeah. we know Adam Booth, the master of the mind games and the tact, uh, tactical genius. Some some say, um, obviously he's trained in Harlem Eubank as well, which is which hasn't really gone down gone down too well with Chris Eubank Jr. But that could be an interesting switch to switch to Adam Booth.
2: Oh no, definitely. Look, the Dark Lord, as we've called him for a long <laughs> yeah. time, uh, yeah. as insiders, when he was uh, he, all the things, all the all the methods he he used to use with David Hay, never left a stone unturned. With David, when he took David from being a um, you know, pretty much the uh, undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world to heavyweight champion of the fights with Vladimir Klitschko, disappointing it as that was on the night in the end. But um, look, Adam's a very, very astute coach. He'll have, uh, he'll have garnered a great game plan through Liam's style and what he's capable of. Um, it's a terrific fight. It's a, you know, Roy Jones Jr., you, you, you can't find someone who who knows more about the game frankly and Chris we haven't heard Chris say this but he, he told me that having Roy there if you like as psychological mental emotional scaffolding is an extraordinary thing because when you've got someone that great who believes in your dreams who believes you can you know go all the way to being a world's uh, champion, if not an elite fighter in the sport, because we have to make a distinction between being a world champion and being an elite fighter. I always make that distinction. Um, it's great to have that on your side, and it, it instills confidence and, and self belief in you. But the two men clearly uh, don't like each other, and it just adds venom, and it adds spite, and it adds an extra spice, if you like, to the occasion. Which is the beginning of the season kicking off for us here. So uh, all very exciting indeed.
1: All very excited, she be an absolutely cracking fight and a cracking fight card as well. All right, this is fun extra on Talksport 2. Up next, always great to speak to this young lady. We'll be speaking to Natasha Jonas.
3: Really, really good fight between Katie Taylor and Natasha Jonas. We've had skills, we've had toe to toe action, we've had really close rounds. And both have had big success in there. Jonas is fighting the professional fight of her life here. She really is. Yeah, big, big performance from Jonas. These are brilliant shots from her. That backhand is working a treat, and the right hook as well. In favour of your winner,
1: Natasha Jonas! Yeah, this is Final Extra on TalkSport To myself, Andy Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis as well. Big fight card coming up on the 19th of February from the AM Arena in Manchester. Amir Khan versus Carrollbrook. The co-main event, Tasha Jonas jumping up a couple of weight classes, takes on Eva Biakowska for the WBO, 154 pound strap. Charlie Schofield in action against Jermaine Brown. The Azine brothers, always very exciting. Fraser Clark makes his heavyweight debut as well. So loads to look forward to. Tasha Jonas joins us now. Tash, thanks for coming on as always. Uh, this is the big step up in weight, Tash. It is. It just means that I don't have to... Um, <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, I've
1: built
6: myself up. I had a little bit of time. I, we
4: always knew. Well, I, I didn't always know what we we had and an inkling that we'd have to go up for a title. Um, so I've been building myself up for a, for a couple of weeks. But to be honest, I, I'm just going to go in as, as heavy as I, I want to be. Not not necessarily I would be anywhere near 154, I don't think.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was thinking as well. Like, you don't have to go and make 154. I mean, you, you can come in and float around at 148, What 149. Have you got an ideal weight or is it just a case of just you know, stick to what you're doing nutritional wise. Stick to what you're doing strength and conditioning wise, and whatever we weigh, we weigh.
4: Yeah, it's a pretty much you know, like I say, I have been building on on my strength and trying to get stronger. It's not just I'm I'm just coming in like you know like I haven't trained. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
6: yeah.
4: I'm coming in like I fit. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is. it probably will be around one one five eight one five one four sorry one four eight one four seven
2: very interesting well i i I, um i i sneaked ahead of you uh addy because tasha jonas and i had a a little chat in the break um and i was asking tasha about you know say you win the world title here yeah do you then just vacate the title because you don't want to stay at 154 pounds and you then you just go back to you know fighting at 140 or or one four seven or one three five. You fought all those weights. So, how do, what do you what do you do?
4: I, I just like I have, I don't plan to stay at one five four. It's not nowhere near where I want to be boxing at. But you know, I have to look at the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is that all the champions at the moment are taken. It looks like Baumgarten at one thirty is fighting um, Joy. Um, it looks like you know Taylor and uh are, are probably be. Stuck into a two-fight deal. Mm. Chantelle Cameron's in a tournament. Jessica McCaskill, I think, is trying to get the Taylor fight, and she is kind of waiting to see. Um, but that's it's nothing. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't want to fight me. So, it's it's we 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 tried all them weights, and the only one next up is the one five four.
2: Can I be flippant then? So what what are you eating now that you can't normally eat? Then? Come on, come on, spill the beans on the cheat.
4: No, theres not isn't I'm, I'm still eating very, very well I just eat probably more of it <laughs> not cutting thats all, that's all it there is there's no there's no there's no real difference the approach is exactly the same the training's exactly the same it's just that you know there isn't a big issue about water or you know about, about all that thing and there's no there's no water to cut mm. so I'll just, be, I'll just be comfortable and maybe maybe that that'll show that you know cutting what, what a cook can do Tash, this
1: is almost a twofold question. You mentioned all those names there, and it's exciting. Alicia Baumgardner, obviously coming off that win with Terry Harper, Michaela Myers. There, she's floating around as well. I think she will be in Cardiff watching the Ubain Junior uh, fight this weekend against Liam Williams. Considering all the names that are in the divisions, whether it be 130 up to 147, what do you make of Bob Arum's comments the other day when he said that no one's interested in female football? Uh, sorry, female boxing.
4: Um, I think. I think we're lucky here in 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 the UK at the minute where we've got uh, we're riding the crest of a wave in women's boxing. Mm. Um, I don't know what it's like living in America. It looks good for us. Look, look seeing your Serrano, seeing your Taylor, seeing yeah. um, some of the other other females. So it looks good to us when we see it on a card. But I don't know what the perception is for them people there. But for people here, that kind of attitude seems a little bit dated now, mm. which I'm so glad about. You know, we had. When mine and Katie's fight was announced, the one of the first questions I seen was why isn't this top in the bill? And that was yeah. over to daughter and Parker. So that come that goes to show how far we've come here and, and our attitudes here have changed because I think we we accept now that women's boxing at its elite and at its best is just as good as the men so well
2: absolutely and you know what I was there that night Tash and um I was I was not in the Covid bubble but I was behind the barrier reporting I was live and I patently wrote on the night that your fight with Katie Taylor absolutely stole the night and was the headliner in the end it was it was so gripping I think what I've got to say in fairness to Bob Arum having known him a very long time is that what he's experienced, I remember he tried to really push Mia St John when she was around and he, you know, he tried to do um, big fights and we, I covered the period of Leila Ali when she first came through and I, w- I was mentioning on Saturday night with Adam Cattell on fight night, before your generation of fighters came through the Olympics in 2012 and onwards, the biggest fight I ever went to with women was Leila Ali and Jackie Frazier Lied when they called it Ali Frazier 4. It was in a circus tent in Syracuse in the north of New York. And it was an amazing night. Tito Trinidad were there. All the stars were there. The two old men were there. And we had an amazing fight. Which uh, And it was only an eight-round fight. But we have... I think we're on the cusp. I don't think Bob Arum has taken it in fully. But I think we're on the cusp of having women's pay-per-view events I think we're just there now I don't know if you agree with me or not but I think we are just there
4: I think there's some women that can. you like say Katie Taylor Serrano Savannah Clarissa, said I think they could all They they fights that no matter who you are no matter if you're a fan of boxing you want to see them fight mm. so I think people like them can draw a crowd but I don't think everybody else can not yet um but you know we are at a like I say we're at a pivotal moment and we've got to keep riding the crested wave we've got to keep making sure that the boats are as good quality as they have been I think every every female fight for the last two years has been fight of the year contenders and and being in the mix so that just goes to show that people appreciate you know what we're putting off there and it, it is sellable it is marketable so we need everybody's us from
2: the production upwards, you know, promoters, all of it. I would Addy, can, I, can I just jump in. Andy, can I just jump in? One more thing. I know we've got to close soon, but should we be looking at three round fight at uh, three three minute rounds, Tash, and possibly increasing the rounds to 12 round championship fights?
4: I think there's lots of talk of it, and and, and yeah, yeah, possibly that's what people want to see. I will do whatever the rules are. That's basically it. But you know, if we do the three minutes, will the pay rise? And and then, does that? I think part of the excitement of the two minutes is is that it's quick and it's explosive and it's fast so if you do make it three minutes and uh, is the, if that's the same mona how t- does does that necessarily happen and does it take away from the the speed and the the what's the, the, what we've got now because i think people do appreciate the way it is now but then could you make it 12 twos which might be another another way around it i don't know i don't know what i think that there'll be a lot of playing with it but you know there's medical things that say we can't yeah. and like the th- things that say that we can't,
1: so who knows. Tash, look, I wish you all luck against uh, Pierre Kelska, I, I really do, but I, I'd pay anything to see you <laughs> versus Baumgardner, anything, whatever I've got in my bank account you can take it now, uh, that's the, that's the <laughs> fight I want to see in 2022, you versus Baumgardner or Michaela Weyer. I think they're absolutely fantastic fights, my only worry is can you make 130 again, I'm not quite sure if you're going under the 154. <laughs> I know, all this yo-yo diet
4: and I don't know it's going to be no no pies before you buy. I think it is, that's one of the <laughs>
1: Tash, good luck. Honestly, good luck. Uh, myself and Gareth will be there for that one. Should be an absolutely fantastic fight card. Thank you very much. Gareth, as well. Thank you, my man. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes.
0: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then,